Hello and welcome back to T's Table Talk. I am so excited because I have a very special guest. Um, I am just going to jump right in and uh, tell you a little bit about her. She is an award-winning realtor in Westchester County, New York. She is the founder of Brown Eyed Beauties, a philanthropic and social networking group, as well as Sticks and Stilettos, an events management and consulting company geared towards professional women who enjoy cigars. In addition to selling homes and her philanthropic work, she enjoys writing and hopes to show unique, relatable, and engaging perspectives on relationships, love, and life. She has authored Lucky Number 5, which is on Amazon in paperback and Kindle editions. Uh, Lucky Number 2, Have You... On your, which is on her website right now, novelistapublishing.com. And three times as lucky is forthcoming. I would like to welcome Miss Monica Michelle to Tea's Table Talk. Hi, Monica. Hello, Hi. How are you? <laughs> I am well. Thank you so much for, for being so patient with us. Um, and, and thank you for joining Tea's Table Talk uh, for today's topic How to Get Red. I am absolutely ecstatic for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course, of course. And I know you're, you're <laughs> very busy. So let's just jump right in. Uh, how long have you been an, an author? How long have you been writing, Monica? So my author journey has been about eight years now, if my math is correct. I, I Well, I guess if you call it that, I wrote Lucky in 2010. Mm -hmm. I didn't publish it until 2013. Mm -hmm. So I guess, you know, if you if you factor in 2010, perhaps nine years going on 10. Mm -hmm. um, but I've written for longer than that. I used to write for websites, short stories for websites. But as an author, almost about 10 years. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And so what um, what led you to establish Novelista Publishing because you're the owner of Novelista Publishing, correct? Correct. You know, that's uh, it's actually pretty easy. Uh, kind of a <laughs> no-brainer for me. I've been in a, a realtor for uh, 17, 18 years now, mm -hmm. and entrepreneurship is just really kind of my jam. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, when I decided to <laughs> when I decided to publish Lucky, um, there were options. So when you write a book, you can either uh, find an agent and you can kind of shop your book and your book idea and your manuscript to major publishing houses. But now with the uh, wave of Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, and all of these avenues for you to publish a book without needing to go through them, it just kind of seemed like a no-brainer for me to own my own publishing rights, the, the money, the royalties, and just control everything, mm. aside from the fact that I'm a control freak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but, you know, it's it's easy to say, you know, yeah, why don't I just do this? And then, go, But there's, you know, you, there are steps that one has to take, um, you know, um, oh. so... <laughs> So, you know, I mean, I have, you know, thought about, you know, writing, you know, and I, you know, jot down things here and there as a kid, you know, um, keeping a journal every, you know, not every day. Um, but, you know, for someone who is, you know, interested in in writing, well, you know what, let's 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 talk about uh, your suggestions for new uh, new f folks uh, endeavoring to write 
um, that you know want to become published authors. Um, what do you suggest? How do you suggest they go about you know doing that? Uh, great question. I actually just came back from a conference called the National Book Club Conference, where every year I go and facilitate a panel, I moderate a panel um, of self-published authors for wow. just this reason to give tools and tricks and tips on getting a book published. So uh, kind of mimicking what I said when I was in Atlanta, um, really, you have to write. The very first thing that you do when you get a book published is you have to write. And the writing process to me is the easiest part um, for me because writing comes easy and naturally for me. Some people perhaps not, they may have a story to tell, but may not know how to tell that story. So there are avenues that they can take say perhaps you have a story and you really don't think that you can string some great words together and put together a very uh, fluid, provocative, and engaging story, there are editors there who can help you with that, developmental editors, you know, story content editors, people who can say, listen, this is a great story. Mm -hmm. um, maybe it just needs to be reworded or reworked. So that's the first part is just writing. Mm -hmm. Write, write, write. Write as much and as often as you can until you get maybe a complete novel. 50 to uh, 100,000 words or more, and you go from there. I mean, the business part of it, it is very, very tedious, setting up a, a publishing company and making sure that you have your taxes correct and you sell your books appropriately and you're, you know, paying your taxes. Um, but the best part about it, which is what I told my whole class this year, was that the easiest part is writing. The, the hardest part comes after that. So my first suggestion would be to write. Okay. Write <laughs> to your heart's content. <laughs> right. Just just write. Um, and, I think mm -hmm. shortly after that, you, you really kind of need to build a network of people and kind of utilize any resources that you have to um, the hardest part about getting your book out in terms of self-publishing is marketing your book. And I think that's one of the main obstacles um, where people lack or find that they really don't know the resources of creativity to get their books out there. Mm -hmm. So um, you really have to kind of extend your reach. You have to reach out to your family and your friends first and utilize your network and your sphere first mm -hmm. um, and then go from there in terms of marketing. I mean, the, the, the basics of it in terms of actually getting it from manuscript or your head onto a piece of paper and into actual book form, there's a process for that. There is a, and that's kind of what Novelista does as well. We do consulting in terms of helping people do that. And how long have you uh, had Novelista Publishing? So Novelista Publishing was established in 2013. Uh -huh. um, and initially it wasn't a consulting, uh, there were no consulting services offered. But after teaching self-publishing for a number of years, it became very obvious that it was a necessary thing, and I was being commissioned for a lot of assistance. And so that's when, you know, probably about 2017 is when the consulting arm really kind of, I only publish my own books through Novelista, nice. um, because when you start publishing other people's work under yours, that's a whole other level of liability. Oh, I um, see so what you're saying. So it's a whole saying. other step uh, that you, you have to take. Okay. And um, so the consulting part really became, you know, with some of my clients are kind of high net worth clients who really want to get their manuscripts out mm -hmm. and just really don't have the time to do it. I see. 
Okay. Um, so, uh, so besides writing, uh, what are some of what what are some good habits or or best practices um, that you would uh, suggest? Is it is it a certain time of choose like choose a certain time of day to write, or to make sure you're writing every day? Um, are there any you know good habits or best practices that you would? Uh, but you can you can suggest? pose that question to five different authors, and five different authors will give you five different answers, right? Okay. I my answer. Um, is I don't, I'm not one of those people. There are certain people who say pick a specific time of day. Some people are more creative in the evening. Some people are more creative in the mornings after their first, second, or third cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are like, just write something every single day, commit to writing something, perhaps uh, 500 to a thousand words a day. I'm not one of those people. I, I write one. I'm creative. I think I find the best, my best work is when I'm actually creative and not forcing the words to come out of me. So my best advice for best practice would be kind of go with your gut and your instinct. If it is in you to wake up and write every day and or if you are regimented and structured and you really need that structure, like people who I have to go to the gym every day from 9 to 10, mm-hmm. then with by all means, you know, write from nine to 10. Mm-hmm. If you happen to be the type of person that's like, listen, I just like to chill. And when, when the mood hits me, I write, write. Some people wake up in the middle of the night and write. So I don't necessarily, I wouldn't give advice to do um, any one particular thing, but I would just recommend writing. You can't, you can't write a story without writing it. <laughs> so, all right. So now you do conferences each year um, and you, you have the consulting uh, firm. Are you seeing more women uh, publishers, I guess, uh, you know, self, self-publishing? self Are you seeing more women authors um, or, um, you know, you're not really seeing a change or, you know? Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily know demographically, you know, um, this 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 year's conference was really focused on male authors because the conference is really a book club conference. So it kind of merges book clubs with their favorite authors. It's a great avenue for authors to meet readers, readers to meet authors. Um, I don't necessarily know that there's an insurgence of more women or men. I mean, women tend to write more fiction. Um, so I would imagine that there are a lot more self-published female authors just because there probably are a lot more female authors. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, and self-published, I think right now what's interesting is that a lot of authors who have publishing deals are kind of doing hybrid publishing. They're deciding, well, perhaps I want to uh, I want to branch off into a different genre of writing. Mm-hmm. And so they will self-publish that because their publishing company or their editor may not subscribe to that type of a genre of book. Mm-hmm. So they will self-publish that and have a publishing deal for romance or fiction and then self-publish their sci-fi novel or something like that. Okay. All right. Um, so you do philanthropic work. I'm 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 going into uh, delving into a little bit uh, of your uh, your uh, philanthropic works, uh, your philanthropic uh, uh, work. Um, so you do that. How did you get into how, what? What made you decide to get into philanthropy? Um, and can you tell me a little bit more about how how you're engaging um, phil- with with philanthropic work? Um, and also, if there's a, a way that the audience can get involved as well. 
Yeah, um, it, it really kind of was a stumble, really. Um, Brown Eyed Beauties um, is a nonprofit organization that it wasn't a nonprofit organization in the beginning. It wasn't anything. It was a not-for-profit. It was really just a group of women who would get together, professional women, and brunch mm-hmm. every month mm-hmm. for several years. Nice. And then I stopped it, actually, to I put it on hiatus to publish Lucky. So at that point, there was no uh, charitable portion of it. And then when I started it back up, I was like, you know, ladies, we are we have doctors, lawyers in this group. And I really to make this um, a little bit more uh, make me whole on it. I really kind of feel like because it became a very a, a task, an arduous task to plan these brunches. And, you know, you have 50 or 60 women that are coming to brunch and some are vegetarian, some require parking. So it became a lot. And so I said, you know, I'd really like to do more. Um, charitable things in in the organization and that's mm-hmm. really what spawned um brown eye beauties becoming a nonprofit. and so it was kind of one of those things where let me know everybody what your cause is and what you champion for some were um for homeless mine is homeless uh, homeless women and mm-hmm. some were pets some were um you know young girls and pregnancy and teen advocacy so it kind of branched out, but mainly it was just, hey, let me just, I, I want to do something. I need to do something. At some point when you get into your professional career, you say to yourself, what will make me smile every morning aside from my daily tasks? And that was it. It was just, it was kind of a no-brainer. So m- m- most of the causes that I that I champion for through Brown Eye Beauties are causes for women in any particular capacity. And our initial initiative was our Care for Curves initiative, where we did crimson kits, and it was for homeless women. And so we've done a lot of work for uh, homeless, the homeless and homeless women. And so that's really kind of how it spawned. Um, the brunches have since been put on hiatus because as you get older, women have married. Mm-hmm. Some women, unfortunately, have divorced. Mm-hmm. They've had children, and you kind of graduate out of just Life. being available Life frequently. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. So, but the but the organization is still there. Mm-hmm. I mean, aside from that, I also um, want to note that every a dollar of every one of my, my book sales goes to a different cause for adult literacy. That is wonderful. That is wonderful. Yeah. Uh, so, if uh, someone wanted to contribute uh, monetarily or you know with their through their time, what's the best way to um, to do that? What's the do you have a website? So for Brown Eye Beauties, uh-huh. Yeah, it would be browneyebeauties.com. Um, and it was a, it's a dot com because it was always a dot com. And in talking to my publicist. At the time, I said, you know, do you think I should change it over to a .org? And it was recommended that I not. So it is still a .com, but it is, um, and it's going going to give you just a lot of information on, um, you know, on our or on the things that we do and have done. So that's where they would go, browneyebeauties.com. Wonderful. Now, how about the sticks and stilettos? What's that about? <laughs> yeah, right. Because I didn't have enough going on. So. <laughs> I love. First of all, I love the name sticks and stilettos. You. It's an alliteration. You know, you. I. You know, it's very catchy, and I guess you. You meant it to be that way. Um, but uh, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, that was another stumble. It was. I've I've smoked cigars for many, many years. <laughs> Um, I've smoked cigars for many years mm-hmm. and, uh, one day I was working, I was actually writing in a cigar lounge and one of the managers nice. said to me, 
um, hey, you know, I'd really like to um, have a, a bunch of other ladies like you in here. And I said, you know, I said, you know, I could probably put that together for you. Oh, wow. And I said, I couldn't be the only, you know, woman who enjoys wearing stilettos and completely owning her femininity uh-huh. and smoke cigars. And so um, I, at, I started Sticks and Stilettos. Sticks and Stilettos is a name that I, I had always used. I was initially at some point in my entrepreneurial spirit going to start an accessory line called Sexy Sticks and um, spelled S-T-I-X-X. Mm-hmm. And so it was a no-brainer to just name the event Six and Stilettos. Six and Stilettos, believe it or not, as, because I can make this more complicated, was actually the name of the event under Curls and Culture, which was a company that I was considering. So um, a lifestyle company that mm-hmm. I was considering. Mm-hmm. And so Curls and Culture presented uh, Sticks and Stilettos, which was the name of the event. And, it, and the initial event was at a, a, uh, a lounge called Merchant, which is now since closed on 61st and 1st, and it was wildly successful beyond what I thought it would be. Mm. I think, you know, I had people coming in like, oh, I was just down the street at a restaurant, and I heard there was an event called Six and Stilettos, and I had to come. So, And then it just kind of took on a life of its own. It, it really kind of well beyond me. It took on a life of its own. And so, of course, I ran with it and um, started continuing to do events in New York, did the Women Run the World Tour, which brought me to locations like D.C., um, Atlanta, Chicago. And so I did events um, in those areas. And, um, you know, it just is really a place for women, professional women who can come and learn and educate themselves if they like cigars, Mm -hmm. uh, can educate themselves on cigars. And we produce Really kind of elegant, upscale events for women to have a space to do that in. Well, I tell you, I want to be at the next one. So please let me know. <laughs> I will let you know what let I'm know actually doing. Um, I'm actually, it's not really, it's, I'm producing it through Curls and Culture, but it is Six and Stilettos Friendly, a retreat for April 2020 called the New Girls Club Retreat. Um, and it's in April 2020. And if anybody's interested in that, uh, you can find that on www.tngcretreat.com, newgirlsclubretreat.com. And um, so that'll be fun. It'll be a nice, uh, relaxing uh, retreat for women who like to smoke. We've partnered with a cigar company in Cabo San Lucas who'll provide us with some cigars. Wow. Uh, we'll have some business micro sessions, health and wellness uh, micro sessions. And so it'll be fun. It's at a super inclusive boutique resort. So that's really kind of the next project. Yeah, I need need to know about that. I need to know about that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to just do it all. Thanks. So, so, so Monica, so Monica, I, I, first of all, I just want to say I am a fan. Okay. I, I read Lucky uh, number five and, um, and I said, Wow. You know, I actually, you know, you sent me the book, you know, with just, you know, without cost or anything, you know, just you just sent the book to me. And I said, you know, I have to read and I thank you for that, by the way. Um, And that book, I mean, first of all, that could be anybody's life. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I have to say I it it. it you know, it, it struck a chord with me. <laughs> some, some of what you wrote about, you know, it's, <laughs> it's 
funny that you say that, T, because people ask me all the time, like, oh, is that something that you did? Did you take your ex on vacation? And I was like, hell no. <laughs> no, so, so there are some parts, you know what I mean? Like, you you know, you can, yeah, she's, de- ve- she's definitely very relatable, very relatable. And yeah, um, so I want to say to you, first of all, you know, keep up what you're doing. Um, you know, this is, uh, you know, how to get ready. So you gave, our, you know, my audience, our audience, uh, some re- really good tips. And I just want to um, make sure that I have these right. Uh, the first one is to continue to write, write, write. Uh, and the yeah. uh, next one you suggest is to, you know, build your network, market yourself, you know, figure it out. And and your network can also be, um, you know, your family members, your your friends. I, I did a show where I talked about your network being your net worth. Um, and so, uh, you know, equal, being equal to your net worth. And um, and I want to say thank you for coming on today. Um, you know, you have you know, you have Novelista Publishing. Um, and you, you have, uh, you know, the, uh, philanthropic, uh, organization, um, and then you, uh, com, as well as, uh, you know, the, uh, sticks and stilettos. Um, and if anyone, uh, wants to, uh, find you, what's one website that, uh, someone can just, uh, get to you, uh, and reach out to you for more information on everything that we just spoke about. Novelistapublishing.com. Novelistapublishing.com. I want to say thank you again, Monica, Michelle. Uh, Thank you for coming on to T's Table Talk. Uh, Thank you for your time. Thank you for your leadership. Thank you for the support that you give to other women. Uh, You you are to be commended. Thank you so much. (laughs) It's it's a pleasure. I love to see women out here doing uh, amazing work and partnerships with other women, and you are one of them. It is a pleasure to meet you, know you, and be on your show. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Take care. You too. See you soon. So there you have it. That was entrepreneur. That was philanthropist and author, Monica Michelle. I I can't tell you enough. Listen, we're moving fast and furiously. Um, If you haven't listened to the other episodes, you need to catch up. Um, and, uh, again, I just want to thank, uh, the audience for tuning in and again, to thank Monica Michelle for her time. Uh, and until next time.